0: welcome to locked on kentucky your daily kentucky podcast on the locked on podcast network i'm curtis birch host and producer on news radio 630 wlap the home of the cats
1: and i'm kyle tucker of the athletic and together curtis and i are here every day monday through friday talking the cats it's a big deal to the big blue nation you can hear it right here on the locked on podcast network
0: this edition of the show is brought to you by Skyline Chili. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in a bit. Uh, we got to talk about Nick Richards kind of faking a bunch of people out. Uh, speaking of faking people out, there's been <laughs> been back and forth reports on a UK recruit. And uh, only a week late, we are going to answer some of your mailbag questions that we didn't get to last week. Uh, so, but let's start out with the Nick Richards news. Kyle, uh, we, as we recorded late on Easter Sunday evening, we said that that was the deadline for Nick to put his name in the NBA draft. There was no reports of it happening. I think when most people woke up on Monday morning, they kind of were under the assumption uh, that uh, Richards was, you know, not going to put it in there. But then, hey, we get a press release. Nick Richards actually is testing the NBA waters. Uh, were you surprised at all to get that news?
1: Maybe a little bit, but I think it's the thing to the right thing to do. I mean, you could argue that Ashton Hagen should have done the same thing. I'm sure they're thankful at Kentucky that he didn't, um, because it makes planning a lot easier and takes that out of the uh, an important point guard position, you know, out of out of the realm of uncertainty. But um, I, I really think anybody, uh, and I tweeted this today, I think anybody that's got a long term realistic opportunity to be a pro basketball player really of any kind not just in the nba it makes sense to go get uh, an nba draft evaluation or a you know a thorough one beyond just the under uh classmen advisory committee where you have a panel sort of tell you you know what they think where they think you might be drafted but to actually go in some cases, go to the combine. This year, there's going to be a second, a secondary combine, which is like a G League combine at the same time uh, mm. for guys that don't get invited to the NBA combine uh, to work out for teams, uh, to interview with teams, all those things. I mean, it gives you a chance to to one put yourself in front of those those teams more, and maybe you do. You know, maybe you have one great workout and you hear from somebody, "Hey, we're going to take you." But more, more likely in guys like EJ and Nick's case, you hear, hear, you know, here's what we like, here's what we still need to see, you know, here's what you need to go back to school and work on and get it in very specific terms. And so kind of just like what we said about EJ yesterday or the day before, uh, the same is true for Nick, although EJ certainly right now probably has a better opportunity of getting drafted than Nick does. Um if he were to stay in this year, I don't think Nick has really any prospects of getting drafted. I mean, and even John Calipari's comment about this was like Nick someday will be an NBA player or at some point or something like that. I mean, everybody is aware that this is not a draft pick right now and Nick is probably aware. So um, I think it's just purely informational and why not? I, I don't begrudge him that at all. I think it's the smart thing to do for all guys in that situation.
0: Yeah, and uh, the uh, quote that Richard said, I'll just paraphrase it, uh, basically that if he doesn't get the information that he wants, he will be happily happy to come back and play for the best fans in the country. I'm guessing when he says that he means Kentucky fans. uh, If he doesn't, then that would be quite the uh, misdirection. (laughs) But no, uh, that's just a slight joke there. Trying to keep these these things entertaining, Kyle, because some people say we're boring. Um, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share with that share that with you guys at the end of this podcast. But um, the one thing I do like is of note, I guess, technically, since you were comparing um, Nick to EJ there a little bit. Nick did not make any like distinction about first round or anything along those lines. So uh, you know, if you're if you're splitting hairs here, I guess there's potential. Where if he gets some feedback and it says he's a second rounder and that's good enough for him, maybe he'd go. Uh, So that that's maybe like a slightly negative thing, Kyle. But like uh, to spin it from to positive, um, the way I most people I think are are reading this situation is that uh, most likely he'll come back. And um, while UK fans and, and people who wanted want him to play a junior season at UK would just prefer him to have gone the Hagens or Quickly route and just gone, you know, said I'm coming back, I'm not testing the waters. This kind of makes it clear that unless he gets the feedback he wants, he's coming back to UK. So this is like almost kind of a positive uh, in the way I'm kind of reading this because the way we've talked about this and the feeling I've been getting in is the the thing with Nick. It was like transfer was slightly more likely um, than the NBA. Uh, So... Uh, it, it's kind of a positive in, in, in my estimation if you want to make it, read it anyway. Um, and then uh, I guess, Kyle, like the one thing I did want to say, comparing, because in the past couple of years, people have been like, well, Isaiah Briscoe didn't get second round feedback when you Gabriel, like these guys have gone pro, even though if they haven't gotten the stock. The vibe I'm getting, and I'll let you confirm this if you're feeling the same deal, is like these guys, like, Winnie Gabriel kind of done with school. Isaiah Briscoe done with school. I'm not getting that feel from Nick or EJ. Do you have the same kind of thought?
1: No. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's just hey, I want out of school. Yeah. I think I think both those guys want to be NBA players, and uh, as McDonald's All-Americans, have that on their minds. But I think they're both relatively realistic. Um, You know, uh, I think Nick likes being at Kentucky, and he's got, you know, more than one reason to feel that way. I mean, we've talked before. He's got a a relationship that's a big deal to him. I mean, Leah Edmond, the star Kentucky volleyball player who he's uh, been dating for, I think, like a year and a half now. um, And
0: if you want more more insight into that relationship, please read The Athletic.
1: Uh, Yeah, I wrote about that. But also, you know, she tweeted uh, when he – when he made his announcement today, like she couldn't wait to help him uh, go through the, 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 the journey or whatever. Um, and so, you know, I, I just think there's, it, there's a lot of reason to believe he, he will be more than happy. And he said, like, I, would, I think he even had the words, I would be more than happy to come back uh, and play in front of whatever he said, the greatest fans in the world or yada, yada, yada and chase the championship. But um, you know, the statement, read like a guy who wouldn't feel like it was some sort of purgatory if he has to come back. I'm sure he's probably expects that he's gonna be coming back. I that's my guess is that he's going into this process thinking I, I'm just getting information, not like I'm out of here. And uh and if he was in I'm out of here mode as you said, you know, maybe he transfers instead. Um and I don't that seems like that's probably not on the table now. It's for EJ and Nick both it's either they're planning to go chasing a pro career or they're planning to come back and be at Kentucky. And so that's big for, for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And overall, that was like the point I was attempting to make when you're comparing to some other guys in the past who made semi questionable decisions. Like those guys, to a certain extent, were almost just looking for any kind of reason to go. And I don't feel like Nick and EG are like searching out a second opinion. That can kind of confirm them wanting to go pro. Obviously, that's their dream. They've made that evidently clear. Um, but it's not like they're gonna just take like one team's gonna say, "Man, you'd be. We'd like to play. We'd like to have you on our roster." And then that's all they need to hear, and they're done. Um, and so uh, we'll we'll keep track of all this. The deadline to pull back out is May 29th. So we now we have over a month to get all these decisions uh, finalized. But we do have other things to talk about, <laughs> um, including some recruiting and specifically some grad transfers because there was a report and then a follow-up report that the initial report was wrong about a specific grad transfer that many people were interested in. And we'll get to him in just a minute. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Skyline Chili. I've been telling you about them for a while. They got the Lexington Location off of Richmond Road. Uh, right across from the Krispy Kreme, if you can actually also see it, there it's going to be right. But it's right beside the new La Rose's and First Watch on Richmond Road. So that little construction right there, it's beside that. They it's delicious. You can get it through the drive-through. You can go in, sit down, have a nice meal. Either way, it's really great. Uh, my favorite order is just a couple conies. The I'll do onions and mustard. Some people don't like those. You can get it without the onion and mustard. It's all about taste, you know. They'll make it to order. They also got the three ways, and as I, Kyle and I went there for our 100th episode, and this is, I think, 172, which is kind of crazy to think about. There's a lot of episodes. Um, but when we, we went there, I showed I showed Kyle, who's like a Tennessee kid, uh, how to properly do Skyline since I'm the expert from northern Kentucky. You get the, the crackers before you sit down for your meal, and you put a little hot sauce on them, and you have a little appetizer. It's delicious. So, go check out the skyline in Lexington, or if you're up in northern Kentucky or the Cincinnati area, go check out the closest skyline to you. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Where in the world is Carrie Blackshear Jr.?
1: (laughs) Uh, This is going to get us another negative one-star comment, Curtis. Uh, What?
0: No, my singing's great.
1: Yeah, I don't know uh, where Kerry Blackshear Jr. is or John Calipari, because just like last week when it was widely reported that Kentucky had made contact, and then I got a hold of Kerry Blackshear Senior, and the father said, "No, we we have not talked to anyone from Kentucky or John Calipari or any of his assistants." Uh, today we had news that uh, from rivals that John Calipari made it in-home visit with Kerry Blackshear Jr. And that seemed to pretty well put that to rest, (laughs) the idea that they hadn't made contact. Uh, And then almost as quickly, uh, Adam Zagoria, like I did last week, got a hold of uh, Kerry Blackshear Sr. I tried to call him tonight and did not get an answer. And his mailbox is full. He told me last week his phone was ringing off the hook since his son went into the transfer portal. I'm sure there are a bunch of messages from college coaches. Uh, but uh, Zag's blog did get in touch with the dad again tonight. And again, he denied uh, the initial report and said that they had not actually met with Cal Perry today, but instead had uh, had been talking and trying to set something up that they did plan to meet, but they had not yet met. So that's where everything stands with Kerry uh, Blackshear Jr. I, I mean... Maybe, maybe, maybe there's been contact, maybe there's been, uh, a meeting, or maybe they've just thought about it, and, uh, they're going to, uh, telepathically communicate at some point and get this thing done.
0: Oh, goodness. Uh, this is, this is just, this is, like, too much, like, I, 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 this has got levels because it's just, there's, like, we've gotten to the point where there's slight conspiracy theories going on, which I'll get to in a minute, but it's, like, it's, uh, (laughs) It's almost like these two people don't want to admit they're about to start dating, and they're like, no, 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 we're, we're not, we're we're just friends. Don't worry about it. Like, you don't you don't need to know about this relationship, and they're just trying to keep it like low key. And that's where the, the kind of, um, uh, conspiracy theories play in because I saw it bantered about on the internet, which is where you should always go to get every fact ever. Uh, that like maybe they're keeping this you know, like trying to quiet this down because they just don't want people to know that it's basically done, which doesn't make any sense. And and Kyle, you you, I mean, you basically had the opposite of that report of that thought, uh, when you, when you talked to the father last week.
1: Well, I mean, I actually do think there's something to the idea that they, that, that they don't probably Kentucky didn't want it to get out there. Um, as early as it did, that they were involved, and um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. For one, you know, I think Kentucky likes to keep its business uh, to itself and and sort of sneak up on people. But all, but also, you know, uh, you know, if you really want a conspiracy theory, like I do, this, new- this news comes out that they're pursuing this plug and play immediate starter in the post, and within days, both EJ Montgomery and Nick Richards announced they're gonna. Uh, explore the NBA draft. Um, I mean, I I don't think it's probably a great feeling for Nick and EJ to hear that they're looking for a guy to stick in there and, and be a starting big man because both those guys are looking to fill that type of role next season if they're back at Kentucky. So um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Kentucky was more involved than it was out there last week from the dad and you know, whether or not they made the visit today, I don't know, but I, but I would guess that Kentucky would have preferred to keep it all a little more quiet than this. And so, um, I can see plenty of reasons for that and not the least of which is not trying to upset, uh, two guys they already have on their roster. Um, you know, who play that position. So, you know, I I don't. I don't think that's totally far fetched to say. Like, why is this so weird? Why do we keep hearing one thing and then the official on the record comments are the other? It may just be as simple as they're not ready to have this out there yet.
0: <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's fair. And I mean, like, the other thing is, uh, I I don't know if we, we talked about it here, but I guess if I'm remembering, I want to get the report right. I think Ben Roberts talked to Evan Daniels. Uh, ben Roberts, the Herald Leader, talked to Evan Daniels of Two Four Seven Sports. About it, and and Evan, when he was kind of handicapping it, uh, said that Florida, which is the home state school, Blackshear's originally from Orlando, and then A and M are two teams that kind of keep an eye on right now when this initially started. But it was made clear, and that's the the kind of thing to keep in mind about this whole recruitment overall is the fact that the NBA and pro ball is still on the table for Blackshear. He has his degree. This would kind of be almost be a secondary option, uh, very similar to the Reed Travis situation last year. So. You know the 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 Blackshear thing. I don't uh, Kyle, and I'll, I'll let you see if you agree with this. I don't think it'll be resolved till near the end of May as well because he's gonna want to go through this whole process. Even if even if like he had decided in his mind, like if I'm going back to college, I'm going to Kentucky. Even if that was the case, he's still gonna want to play out all this NBA stuff to see where he is, just like EJ and Nick are. Right? C-
1: correct. And 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 Reed Travis had made up his mind. He he didn't take any other visits. He visited Kentucky. He canceled his visit to Villanova. It like he knew what he wanted to do, and he still wanted to go through the process. and And we didn't know until he pulled out of the draft that he was uh, going to come to Kentucky. And it's it's the same kind of deal here. Like, I mean, I, I think it will definitely be after that May twenty ninth deadline. I, you know, we may have a an idea. Maybe one of those deals where we know what they're going to do. Uh, but before it's official, I, I don't think it'll happen until, you know, the end of May.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep all that track, all these moving parts and just keep in mind that there also are the potential other grad transfers out there, a couple of reclassifications that are also possible. Uh, anytime we hear anything about any of those situations, uh, we'll pass that along, uh, the next time we podcast, so just stay subscribed and tuned in, uh, to Lockdown, locked on Kentucky coming up next. Um only only six or seven days later, we'll finally wrap up that mailbag, which this is a nice full circle moment again, because if I'm recalling correctly, the mailbag was initially interrupted by Carrie Blackshear Jr. So it's a good time to wrap it up. You are locked on Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. OK, Kyle. So here's uh, the important, important questions uh, that we still have to get to. And then um, at the end of this, I want to tease two things that will be coming up probably later this week, maybe early uh, next week, uh, that I'm really looking forward to. So uh, I'll let you guys know about them. But here's the questions Kyle finally getting to. Rob wants to know, are there any circumstances where you would allow Curtis to babysit the Twins? And then he asked, rank the top five UK players you'd use as babysitters. I'll make this a little bit more specific to make it easier on us. Uh, let's just stick with basketball to not like expand it out uh, so we don't have like a huge number of people. So first off, I can answer the first part of this question. Well, have I, have I babysat technically? Not
1: officially babysat, but you have, you have been the only person in the house uh, while my children slept for a few hours uh, when we had to take my wife to an ER visit one night. And my man Curtis... For anybody that doesn't know, is an awesome dude. Uh, he's one of the only people I know that's as awake as late as I am most nights and would be awake at whatever time it was, 1 o'clock in the morning. And did not hesitate and came straight over to uh, just be here in case the kids woke up and they thankfully did not because I would have liked to, I guess some part of me would have liked to have seen Curtis with two screaming twins.
0: <laughs> I can ha- Hey, I got a niece. I can handle one.
1: Uh, two uh, two. Two, <laughs> two can be a lot but we have a playroom that's got rubberized floors and uh is totally baby proof so you can just shut them in there and uh and make sure they don't kill each other but uh no Curtis, uh I trust Curtis he's a he's uh he's a good dude for doing that and uh for many other reasons but yes curtis is is a trusted babysitter or at least uh baby overnight monitor <laughs> um Man, so so is this current or just like all time Kentucky basketball
0: player? I I feel let's let's make let's limit just the Calipari era. How about that? Like that that'd be a nice little kind of cap. I I I feel like right. Right. Make it easier on ourselves. Let babysit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel Uh, like I'll throw one out while you're thinking. The one that we just mentioned the most there, like Reed Travis. I feel like that that dude's super trustworthy. Right.
1: Well, especially if it was in the formidable years where they were learning things, I would want Reed Travis to like come help pick out books for them to read, and uh, uh, you know get my kids smarter than I could get them. Uh, so that yeah, Reed Travis is definitely on that list. I think Carl Anthony Towns, I feel like, would be uh, a very attentive babysitter. He would want to be like he w- he would strive to do the best job anybody's ever done babysitting. And so uh I would I would choose him. Uh probably Michael Kidd Gilchrist.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. He loves kids.
1: He loves kids and he's just a uh, you know, I always hesitate to call any athletes I cover good people because we just don't know. But I feel as much as, like anybody I've covered at Kentucky like Michael Kidd Gilchrist is a good person. Yeah. And so uh I would like like Michael to uh to babysit the kids he's got a good smile too my kid my son as everyone knows who follows my pictures on twitter uh he smiles all the time and so he and mkg would get along uh
0: i got one that i think would be fantastic isaac humphreys
1: oh yeah that's a great one he would be great for singing lullabies Mm -hmm. bedtime babysitting he'd be great at getting them to bed because he's He's got the uh, the lullaby voice.
0: Play a little piano. I don't. I mean, you'd have to have the piano. He probably. He, I bet he like he's has got a the keyboard with him.
1: Anti-bullying campaign. I mean, yeah. A, he, another there's another person who's got a good heart, and uh, he's already trying to teach kids the right things. He did the in, wear the shirt inside out for yeah anti-bullying uh, thing that he had going on. I, I like that one. That's a that's a great pick, Isaac Comfrey. So that was a give us one more.
0: Yeah, we need one more.
1: Um I'm going to say DeMarcus Cousins Ooh. because I because I think he would the, like of uh, now I'd be slightly nervous about DeMarcus uh but mainly just that he would like fall at some point and crush them to death. <laughs> he's a giant human. Yes, but, he is. But I think they would have the most fun with DeMarcus Cousins cuz he's like a oversized child. And so I feel like he would know how to like show them a good time. They would they would uh, they would enjoy themselves with yeah. with boogie.
0: Yeah. Two other like ones that I'll throw out there as well, and and then a note on on cousins to to kind of make your point um, that I kind of had a, a personal experience with him. Uh, Marcus Lee I think would do a fantastic job, and uh, oh good one yeah Willie Cauley Stein like. I love <laughs> Willie Collie. Let me. I was going to phrase it like this like, Willie Collie Stein's awesome, kind of eccentric, and you always, those are always kind of not really questionable necessarily, but uh, arts and crafts times with, uh, with Willie yeah, Collie they Stein. They're great
1: paintings, but they're, I would not leave my kids alone with Willie Collie Stein for any extended <laughs> period of time just because I think he's a little too scatterbrained <laughs> and he might just forget that he was babysitting them.
0: Yep, I could definitely see that. Uh, the other note on Cousins is, um, Back when I used to work at the Cat's Balls, they had some signings, and he was one that came in and, and did some autograph stuff for us. And uh, one of the guys I worked with, daughter, was in there. And, you know, when Cousins came in, he was semi-familiar w- with us because a couple of the people had covered him, and, you know, we have been around him. And he was just kind of talking, and I'm, I'm going to hopefully, like I don't shatter people's uh, thoughts, but uh, y- you're aware that DeMarcus cousin curses sometimes. And he, 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 like, had a couple, like a curse word or two, and then he saw... Uh, one of my coworkers at the time's young daughter, who was like six or seven, and immediately, like a flip, like a, a switch flipped in his head. And he went from like Demarcus Cousins guy, guy talk time to like doting over this little girl uh, and like giving her hugs and taking pictures and just being awesome. So I think that I think the cousin's choice was actually really, really solid, Kyle.
1: Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that, Curtis.
0: All right, last, last question here uh, from Bob. Shoney's lobster roll or Rupp Arena mouse popcorn <laughs>
1: uh, i answer I actually you got mad at me because I answered this one on Twitter
0: well now uh, it's like a week later, so people probably yeah. forgot
1: I would definitely go mouse popcorn because i've had i mean i've I went straight back to the popcorn uh not straight back, but I eventually went back to the popcorn, even knowing that it was a good possibility that mice were uh bathing in the uh, popcorn after we saw a mouse in the Arena Park popcorn several years back. It's been a long time. I think they've probably solved their vermin problem, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and that popcorn is just too good to pass up just because maybe there's a, mi- a mouse running around in it. But, yeah. uh, one thing I'm not doing is eating a lobster roll at Shoney's because, uh, I've eaten much tamer fare at Shoney's and gotten food poisoning. So, uh, that was a long time ago, and it wasn't here in Kentucky. Just to be clear, it was uh, in my hometown of Clarksville, Tennessee, and it might have been one of the oldest, grossest Shonies known to man. But I got very sick, and I have never, ever, ever eaten that one again. I uh, used to it used to be like where my family went all the time uh, when I was growing up. Like we went to church like three or four times a week, and like just about after every one of those services, we'd go find a Shonies and. Uh I mean, for mass consumption of food back in the day, the Shoney's breakfast bar was about as good as it gets. But mm-hmm. uh no never again and certainly not lobster rolls.
0: Yeah. Um seafood this far inland at a restaurant <laughs> uh, that is that is kind of Shoney's esque is is a little bit questionable. So I, I'll tend to agree with you, and, and the popcorn is is just delicious at RUP. So I, I completely side with you. So two things, that's going to do it for Mailbag. If you have any other questions, we'll, we'll maybe do one this week or next week. Uh, shoot the questions at LockedOnUK. Uh, we'll find them in the mentions there. Uh, two things I do want to let you guys know about that are coming up. Uh, one, Kyle's working on a story currently that's going to be great, and he did a ton of research on it, and he's not going to be able to fit everything in the story, so there's going to be like a... I'm going to call it like an accompanying podcast-esque, and basically he's going to tell us all the behind-the-scenes tales that don't fit into the written word, so I'm li- really looking forward to that. And also, uh, we're going to start a new series up uh, in the next couple of days, and this is going to probably continue all summer long uh, with some of the coaches around Kentucky's campus, and it basically the, the, the working title I have come up with is uh, Behind the Bio, and more or less I'm just going to be talking to these coaches, finding out a little bit more You know, then just there, when you go to ukathletics.com and it's like, they were here from 2007 to 2008. They won this many games. They were part of this, that, and the other. Like, I'm going to get into, like, why they transitioned and those kind of things. So one of those will be coming up uh, near the end of this week. So I would suggest everyone to subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss out on those. I'm really looking forward to both of those. Uh, They are going to be really, really awesome. Um, You can also follow along with Kyle and I on Twitter. I'm at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Kyle is at
1: Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H.
0: As we've mentioned, read his work on The Athletic, and you can listen to me live on the radio on 630 WLAP weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. with Dick Gabriel or Sunday mornings from 9 to noon. Uh, so please rate, please review, please subscribe and share, and we really need a couple more ratings because we've been joking about it through this episode. We got a... New comment on the iTunes feed, Kyle, and it said that we put somebody to sleep.
1: Yeah, well, a couple more comments like that, and I'll I'll definitely put you to sleep, buddy. <laughs> Whoa, um, just kidding, not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it said, what, you know, it's not for everybody. You know, <laughs> incredibly detailed, thoughtful analysis, no hot takes, and all the. Best information on Kentucky uh, sports. I mean, maybe that's not for everybody. So some people. the, uh, the, the comment of the,
0: the, the title of the comment was z z z z z z, z. and then it says this podcast is great to start your nap. Nothing else. Really boring. I tried, but tried is spelled T R Y D, which is not how you spell tried. And I'm not even a writer.
1: Well, I think it's possible. This is one of our uh, many enemies. Your enemies we have out there.
0: I don't have enemies. You have the enemies.
1: Oh, I do have enemies. I got no problem making enemies. Yeah, yeah I know stupid. You're, you're. If you're stupid out there and you're just relentlessly stupid, you're trying to say you're, you're trying to fight and, a,
0: a fight stadium or something today. Didn't you get into it with that? Goodness gracious, man!
1: I was stadium just with uh, one guy. Jeff Goodman being kind of a jerk, I thought. I mean, I like Goodman just fine, but I thought that was a little bit of a jerk. So, Um, you know, talking, he said he wanted to name and wanted wanted to poll Twitter for a name for an award for the least productive college player to declare for the NBA draft, which I thought was just unnecessarily mean. Like, give it a who cares if these guys declare and go get information? I mean, there is going to be a bunch of guys who have piddling stats that they're going to go get their information and come back. So what? And so what if they stay in? And, and the whole point is because they want to go play overseas and make some money because they're sick of being used by the system. Get over yourself. Uh, that's what I think. But
0: That is Kyle Tucker of The Athletic on that high horse right there. Thanks again to everyone for listening. I'm
1: not on the high horse. I'm on the low horse. I'm telling people they should <laughs> do what makes them happy. And we're not going to make fun of them because of it.
0: <laughs> oh, turds. <You God>. <laughs> Uh, Thanks again to Skyline for sponsoring this edition of the show. We'll talk to you guys soon. You are locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish.
1: You get the idea.
0: Where in the world is Carrie Blackshire Jr.?
1: (laughs) Uh, This is going to get us another negative one-star comment, Curtis.